Jesus is a zealous son. John chapter 2 verse 17 says, zeal for your house will consume me. So here in this passage, the disciples are remembering another passage from Psalm 69, where David is on the run from his enemies. And he says that the reason they hate him and want to see him destroyed is because David is consumed with zeal for the house of the Lord. Well, what does that mean, consumed with zeal for the house of the Lord? Well, the word zeal means jealousy. Jesus and David were jealous for God. They didn't want to see anything that rightly belonged to God go to anyone or anything else, especially attention and honor and love. They loved God and they were zealous for the right worship of God. Consumed means to be ravaged or completely eaten up with something. So get the picture here. Jesus is ravaged, completely eaten up with, obsessed by a jealousy that God receives what rightly belongs to him. He is tenaciously adamant that God be worshipped in the right way. He has an uncompromising passion for God. Here's the God of the galaxies who chose Israel out of all the countries, not because there were many or because they were strong, but because God sovereignly chose them to be his nation and priest to the world. He has made his Shekinah glory dwell with them in one location of the temple. All of his goodness, all of his righteousness, all of his holiness dwelling in the midst of the temple. And so this should invoke awe and fear and amazement. It should make you keenly aware of the awfulness of your sin, the graciousness of God in promising a Messiah who will redeem us. And yet, what is being portrayed by the people and the religious leaders is an uncompromising passion for greed and not God. It was business as usual in the temple with not a concern for whose presence they were in. They thought if they performed the right ceremony, said the right words, went through the right motions, then all was well between themselves and God. Were they not aware that in a moment this God could cause the ground to open up and swallow them alive or that he could ground them back into dust if he so desired? And here we are this morning, this day, in the presence of that same all-consuming God. What would Jesus do if he walked through your room this morning? What would he drive out? What would he flip over? What things that we hold sacred and important would Jesus get rid of and say, they are distracting you from seeing and savoring the greatness of my Father? What have we turned fellowship into? What have we turned our worship time into? Is it a time for you to network with other people in your community? Is it a time for you to feel the warmth of a catchy tune or a motivational word, no matter if it's not biblical and true? Is it a time for you to go through the perfunctory motions and as being seen on the outside as something that is far from true on the inside? Do you think God is pleased with our man-made attempts at redefining worship of Him so that when we go to church, we are pleased and placated? You see, when you truly walk with Jesus day by day, he's continually stripping away and ripping apart all that distracts and detracts from his Father because he's still uncompromising in his passion for God. And it'll be this way on into eternity. The primary need of your life is not a better marriage, a better job, better parenting skills, to do better in school, to find a girlfriend, or to even have an answer to why your life has turned out like it has. Those are all fine and good, but they're not primary. The primary need of 
our lives is to know and see and marvel in the presence of God. And this changes everything else. When you pray today, please remember Nathan Brewer and his family, our missionaries in Oklahoma. And also remember the Yoruba Lifeword broadcast that's heard in Nigeria. Thank you.